Hey everyone, it is time for Gadget Talk, the monthly creative cash show brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. My name's Derek, Baker Six Clan, and I'm joined, of course, with my host, Bounce Bounce, and we also have DJW House with us tonight, and he's gonna be we're gonna be getting into a lot of Arduinos and the very intro into what Arduinos are. But before we get to that, we gotta take care of some little bit of housekeeping kind of stuff. So but if you're joining us, uh, please be Live. If you're joining us live, please be part of our chat room. Uh, really would like to see some of your comments. And if you've worked with smart caches and built Arduinos, hey, put that information in there. What are some of the struggles that you've had uh, or some of the triumphs and what was the hardest part? So we'd like to hear from you. But if you would like to become a patron, please click on the Become a Patron link right on our on the Geocache Talk Network page. So you just click on the patron, patron link and it will take you to uh, the patron.com forward slash Geocache Talk or you can just go straight there as well. Geo, uh, patron, Patreon, that is hard for me to say, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Geocache Talk for more details. Patron, pa patrons, patrons, I'm not going to get this right tonight, Chad. This is just <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> it's one of those nights. Uh, Patrons get the now famous blackout coin and other geocaching items during the year and bonus content and invites to special events. And it starts as low as $3. So, hey, if you haven't become a patron, go over there. There's a lot of great stuff. There's only four patrons, so really great. And then also tonight's show is brought to you by Logwork. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic... Logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper. The logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who would rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com, and that's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. All right. So that was a little harder tonight for me to get through. Sorry, guys, that you had to struggle through that. <laughs> I have the same issues with that. Okay, so I'd like to welcome everybody to our uh, show here tonight on July 28th. Um, we're going to do a show here talking about uh, their introductions to Arduinos because um, we're going to, in the future here, start working a little bit more with some Arduinos. So we right. thought we should do some introduction work to it. And then who else is better to talk about Arduinos than DJW House? I know. Definitely not me. I'm not a good one to talk about them. So, <laughs> so uh, I'd like to welcome Dave to the show. Howdy, guys. Thanks so, for joining Dave, us tonight. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, not sure on my expertise. I'm learning with everybody else, but uh, I've had some fun with it. So I've got some history to share and some background. Um, tonight, when we talked about the topic, I thought maybe uh, this would be good to kind of explain a little bit, maybe what it is and isn't an Arduino um, and uh, what you can do with it, what it can't do. So a little, little bit the limits and things. We definitely want to end up with how to get started, you know, how to how to start playing with it, how to start learning it, how to start using it. Um, so at the end of the show, we've got some recommendations maybe on some ways we can uh, get the ball rolling if you've got an interest and aptitude. And to be honest, I think this is something uh, nowadays, a lot of great material out there anybody can take on. So, Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. And I think like like you said, we're all constantly learning, I and mean, even those that have done are doing this for a while are still learning because we're always trying to come up with new concepts. So, right. So, so the first the first Arduino uh, cache I did was in 2014, 
And um, I hadn't written code for a long time. Um, Arduino was unknown to me, but I'd seen some other caches having some success with it. And so I played with a little bit. C++, which is sort of the code it uses, hadn't been invented when I was coding. So, <laughs> you know, there was a there was a lot I needed to learn. And um, syntax and issues with, you know, just typing things correctly. There were there were many, 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 many mistakes. And every cache I do, I swear, I've, I've you know, doubled in bounds what I understand about Arduino, and I'm still, I'm still learning, uh, kind of thing. And there's a lot to learn, so it's it's a it's a great activity. Uh, whether you're a pro or starting out new, uh, you just have to not be afraid of making some mistakes, and 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 you'll move it along. So, right. Um, I I, I do want to start by asking both our hosts here. So, um, what was your first Arduino experience, and then how'd it go? You know, was it good? Was it bad? Was it easy? Just, you know, sh share a little bit about kind of your, your background and, and what did you learn when you learned it? You know, that right. kind of thing. I'll let you go first, going. Chad. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first experience with Arduino is three years ago, I think it is. Um, you know, making some creative caches. Um, and I thought, hey, I'd like to really up the game. I found some other caches that people have made that had some electronics in it. So I started Googling electronics, uh, electronic geocaches, um, and uh, contacting some cache hiders around here who had some electronic geocaches, uh, asking them what they use. And then I started looking online at GitHub um, and YouTube for ideas for them. And then I just started making them. I bought an Arduino kit, one of the basic... Um, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. I think it was like $30 kit. They came with a uh, Uno and a bunch of modules. Probably off Amazon or something. Yeah, off Amazon, yeah, exactly. That's what I got. And um, started with that um, and just made a crack the safe type of uh, cache um, with the LCD screen and keypad. And uh, from there, it kind of just blossomed to, to what, what I do now. So, um, Slowly learned how to write code. Got a couple books off of Amazon on on uh, Arduino coding C plus um, plus. So you, you'd never done coding before this? No, not at all. No, that was my first experience, um, and for me, that's that's a tough experience. I mean, that that uh, I have to know why stuff happens in my head, right? <laughs> and sometimes when you just do little things on the code, I don't know. There's a reason why you put it on there, but I can't. It doesn't. I don't understand that. So. It's really hard for me to learn if I can't figure out exactly why you have to do that. So, right. But yeah, yeah, it was so, fun. So my first one, well, I've put had put some not really done smart caches, but done some gadget caches where I had some wiring with some toggle switches before. But my first uh, smart cache was actually the crack the safe cache that I uh, got from that Chad. I messaged him, I was like, hey, I want to really do one of these smart caches. And so we started talking, and that's actually how we became friends, was doing that cache, and that was all my uh, channel. That was actually, after I completed it, that was actually my first smart cache I've ever completed or even had done. So um, I didn't really do any of the coding on that aspect of it just because I got the code from Chad. Um, but there was a few, few places I had to change so for the combination, and I that was really cool. I really liked that. My The hardest part of that one was I actually almost kind of 
tried swimming before even walking or crawling or even trying to get into the water because I was adding solenoids, LED switches with the uh, toggle switch with an LED on it. So there's quite a bit of power in there. Um, but there was a lot of fun. Wasn't afraid of the learning curve because, I mean, what's the worst thing I'm going to do? I'm going to blow up an LED or blow up a circuit board. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, but also, I just saw a comment, a, a question here from Tom, and I can actually take this. He says, what are, what are kids are messing with these? Uh, I know college kids. I'm guessing it's down to high school. Do middle school kids do any anything with these? I actually have gotten a, a, a kit. My son's homeschool. Both my kids are homeschool, but we've actually got a, a robotics course kit, and it is it's a class and it's, I think we have modules one and two of the class. So it's, and there's a lot of information in there and it, we actually are going to be using raspberry Pi code, which is a different code than C which is for Arduino. We're going to get further into that a little bit later, but that's, it's a kit that we can walk through ourselves. It had came with all the little kits from like what you get from Amazon, but it's a completely different coding system, but we'll get into some of that uh, later. So that's, you can order those. And I don't remember, um, maybe a little bit later, I'll figure out which what where it comes from, and you guys maybe if you have kids that want to do it, we can you, I can get you hooked up with them as well. As we go through, I'll figure out in my emails where 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 it's at because they sent me an email last week. <laughs> so yeah, the the Raspberry Pi is pretty popular in in uh, school. My son, I believe, started doing he did robotics camp, and for the through the school, I think in fifth grade, and they were teaching Python, which is the Raspberry code. A Raspberry Pi uh, code there, so yeah, I mean it's it's something that they're they're teaching in schools at young ages. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and we'll probably touch a little bit about the the Python versus the Arduino and why we might prefer one or the other, or why the schools might uh, prefer the Pythons and uh, and using them kind of a thing. So awesome! And, so and did, Derek, you, did, did you did you know this Raspberry Pi is now being sold at Target? Are you uh, sure it's not uh, in the freezer section? <laughs> yeah and raspberry pi is completely different which we'll get into it later on it's completely different than our arduino yeah but yeah. keep throwing the questions out there i mean this oh yeah just a thousand things that people don't know and a thousand things that i don't know and we're going to learn a lot of them together uh, tonight so throw those in there and we'll get back to one way or the other so i i hear a lot of reference to arduino and a lot of times people are referring to the hardware to the uno to the to the computer um that, that represents it and really and, and it's kind of good news arduino is a lot more than a piece of hardware it's it's more of a system which is software it's um systems it's libraries it's um organizations and groups that help to bring it together so in a sense if it was just a piece of hardware and it was designed to make uh, hardware design easier, but they also took the software and they made it, believe it or not, easier to code than what a normal coder would deal with. They've taken out a lot of, of the detailed stuff and made it very straightforward. So it's really a whole system of products. It's a whole system of software and it's a community that uh, you can find a ton of information online about. So, and, yeah. and it was really created to help people do projects, to make it easier to do it. And so, you know, geocaching, smart caches, that's kind of what an Arduino fits versus, in some cases, uh, a Raspberry Pi, very high computing power. You can put fancy displays on it. That's not the typical thing you're going to risk, you know, leaving out in the woods in the rain 
Um, and so it's really targeted for much higher applications typically um, than we use. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an open source community. It's open source uh, code. It's open source hardware. And because of that, there's a lot of knockoffs. There's a lot of cheap product out there. It's not very expensive. And it seems like a lot of electronic houses are building variations of the base products pretty quickly. So just, you know, just know um, it's more than a new no, there's a whole family of products. And in some ways that can be confusing. So we're gonna start with a new no, but um, it also gives you options as you go forward, as you, as you start doing more and more kind of a thing. Um, the, 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 the Uno, we'll call it rather than Arduino, the Uno is a controller. And, and basically what it does is it interacts with the world. It listens, it, it drives, it uh, uh, measures and so on, versus a computer pretty much moves data around, right? It, it, it displays things, but with the exception of the keyboard, which probably has a controller in it, um, your computer's just moving massive amounts of information on the internet, off the internet, displaying it. And that's more where the Raspberry Pi is better. It's fast and it can handle a lot of information. The Uno is basically there to do some work. And so I like the, the analogy that the computer is a manager, uh, <laughs> you know, your boss, and the Uno is the worker. He's the guy that, you know, digs the, digs the hole, um, you know, makes, makes the, the roofs go up, assembles things, uh, measures things and so on. So think of the Uno as sort of the workhorse. It's again, a controller, not a computer. It does computing. Uh, workers do, you know, use their brains to get through right. the day, but they get something done. And so if you're looking to do something and Uno is a great family of uh, products to, um, to do that. Um, the basis of it is a microchip. And so on that Uno car, there's, um, there's one chip on there and there's a couple different families of devices. So the long black device you see, um, in the middle there and there's various forms of it that in its entirety is what is the controller you're doing a controller but what they've stuck around it to make your life easier is they put a usb connection on there so you can load it on your computer and talk to it they've stuck these black rows of uh, connections on there so you can just poke a wire in if you want to wire up an led or wire up a switch and they put the power supply management on here so really the Uno is an Arduino chip, but they've added the USB interface, some power, and they've just made it easy to turn into something else. So right off, it's it's designed basically to put put it in your hand so then you can create, okay? The this, this software, we'll, we won't go into software later, but um, it's sort of a C++ based. Uh, as Derek kind of mentioned, I got some books. I'd never coded C++. I got some books right off and started to play and understand and, and, and eventually learn C++ and how it works. But again, they've simplified a lot of the coding to make it easier for you to do something. If you wanna wait one second, there's a command to wait one second. If you want to turn a light on, you just say, turn this light on. So it's, it's really made ideally for project development, but you don't have to be an expertise to get started then, which is, is the great thing about it. Um, I guess a good example of other things that would be Arduino controller like your thermostat in your house, uh, video doorbells, 3D printers, uh, scanners on your computer, anything that has to react with the environment and turn things on, turn things off. That's really the job of, of a controller and that's what 
uh, the Arduino is made to do. Your bathroom scale, your coffee maker. Some of those may have much more committed, dedicated ones. They aren't writing a lot of code for them, but they essentially are essentially what an Arduino is, interacting with the environment. And that's what makes it so great. And of course, what do we want to do? Interact with a geocacher, right? Right. So here's a question, and I know we'll get into this, about how much do the units retail for about? So I, uh, well, probably two of us answer this. So <laughs> I tend to buy legitimate, just the chips now, and they're about three bucks for the chip, but I'm adding the hardware around it um, for, for different reasons, kind of a thing. But I seem to remember it was a $10 knockoff price and maybe a little bit more for that Uno. And uh, Chad, right. you know, what what Unos are going for nowadays? Or Derek? Yeah, I think they're right around $10, nine, nine yeah, right. something. And I know we'll get into more of them, but um, another type of Uno, if we go down one size from the Uno, we if we go down to the the Nano, and it's kind of funny, a Nano chip, Nano cash, but um, these, you can buy like a three-pack of these, I think it is, for like 10 bucks. So, so yeah, it, they're, they're, yeah. they're really reasonable price, priced. And, and, and go back to that, Derek, for a second. So we, we saw the big Uno board, and it was much easier to connect it up to things, but it's right. kind of a big board. This, with some connector pins go on the edges there, it has the same USB connectivity on the end there. It has the same power management that the Uno does, and it's got a lot of pins you can connect things to. But now you may have to work a little bit harder to connect them to something else. So the development Uno, easy to plug things into, but this looks bigger, but actually, I mean, it's really the size of what, uh, it's two inches by three quarters of an inch or something like yeah. that. They're relatively small. And right. again, three for 10 bucks is a pretty good deal. You're right. Yeah. And I see Patrick in there commented that the official Uno retails for 23, which is probably pretty close. Um, I don't know if I bought the official Uno brand one besides my very first one I've ever purchased. Yeah. Right. In the kit. The first yeah. the first ones I got were that way. And, and officially, hey, support the guys that invented it and buy the official ones. Uh, but, boy, they're cheap when you need a bunch of them. And if you're going to stick <laughs> with the woods, you know, maybe you want to get a couple more that way type of thing. So, um so what can what can it do? So I talk about interactions. What can it do? So basically, it's a it's a digital device. There's a lot of turn it on, turn it off, uh, kind of switching. It can read inputs. Is the switch on or pushed? You know, pushed or open? Uh, it does analog measurement. So you can measure voltages. You can measure uh, to a level, you know, frequencies and other activities. So you can look at analog information as well. Uh, it'll drive motors. It'll it'll do the equivalent of analog output that you can make things brighter and dimmer. It communicates. Um, it has memory that you can store things. You, when it's turned off, it still remembers. Uh, it's programmable in your code, and it doesn't forget your code, so it's it stays in there. Um, and um, you know, it, it 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 basically gives you all the hooks and things that you might want to have. So. Um, Typically, you know, you're, you're talking, you're turning LEDs on and off. You're looking at a switch. I mean, most of my geocaches are people are pushing switches, lights are lightsing and things are flashing. But what's really nice about the Arduino is there's a whole family of um, support products that, that are out there. RFID card readers, uh, displays, LCD displays, uh, digital voltmeters, programmable uh, controllers and things, stepper motor drivers. So because it's this free open 
uh, format product, people have developed lots of peripheral devices that go with them. So not you just get an Uno and you can turn a light on and off and push some switches, but you can read an RFID card with some additional, and we'll talk later about how they help you even to get through the coding and so on and that. But so there's a, there's a whole family of products um, and they're not just from the Uno people. Uh, people just make them all over and they're generically used for projects. So for robot builds, you name it, there's a, a quite a family. So if you have an idea, there's probably already somebody who's got a little card out there to help you oh, yeah. happen. Right. And then plus the codes all over the place that you can find a lot of different sites have the codes. Um, I know there's, I've always had this idea cause you can use a, if you, if you if you're a gamer and you've played like the it's the D-pad or the one of the thumb pads on like on an Xbox or a, a P PlayStation, you actually can control one of those through with an Arduino, and you can on the LCD screen or LED screen, LCD, uh, you can actually if you ever remember the game um, besides Pac-Man, uh, what was it Pitfall you can actually move your little guy and jump through there the same way. I've always wanted to make a cache using that game. And then when you, you don't fall in the pit or maybe the, the key is you fall in the pit and your cache falls out. So who knows? However you want to write it up, you could actually do it. That'd be kind of cool. Right. Yeah. It, it, what's nice about this is it, um, you don't have to put in as much effort. And we'll, we'll kind of see this as we go. You might put in a lot less effort than you think because you can copy a lot of information out there in YouTube and Instructables. There's modules that are sort of, I don't call them plug and play, but they're, you know, there's modules there and cheap hardware. Again, RFID reader might cost you, you know, six bucks or something. There's right. a lot of hardware out there that goes with it. And now for the most part, your imagination and a few folks I know have tried to go from zero to 6,000 miles per hour with their caches, but they get there eventually. Uh, but your imagination sort of can be implemented in so many ways. It's it's not, um, again, just a blinking light, though we all may start there. I, I do want to say what Arduinos don't do, because I think if you take on uh, too much, you know, maybe a long learning curve, which is great. Uh, mistakes is how we all learn about stuff. But the, the device, you know, for 10 bucks, it doesn't do everything. And so here's the limitations. I mean, basically, it does not have a tremendous amount of program memory, though I, admittedly I've never written a, a, a geocache code yet that probably used more than two thirds of the program memory. So it, it takes a lot of complexity. And to be honest, I think for the most part, caches are best in the simplest modes and uh, too much complexity is, is not always a good thing. But so program memory is limited. Uh, we're talking about, you know, thousands of bytes, not megabytes, not gigabytes. Uh, big difference to a Raspberry Pi on, on how much you can fit. So it's a very, very small device from a program storage and also from a dynamic memory storage, the, you know, the, the variables that come and go, the, the uh, things you store and remember, it's even more limited. You were talking in the uh, kind of in the, let's say, big hundreds of, of bytes kind of a thing. So it really is not uh, intended to be a mega computer. It's intended to do just enough for a very low price without a lot of complexity, but do simple things for you in very clever ways. 
Um, and it doesn't have much more memory than that. So memory is definitely a limitation. There are options. People go to mega devices, they're called. Uh, people, you can have two computers, you can put two of them in a, in, a, in a unit and have them talk to each other. There's ways to go for the big projects. But for the most part, um, you're not going to put a, a, a 3D printer um, on an Arduino, though that's essentially a, you know, a controller that does that. <laughs> um, but uh, it doesn't take much more memory to do that either. It's, it's, it does all those same things. So, so memory is a limitation. Speed, um, it does things in microseconds. Most caches do things in tenths of a second if they're, if they're, if they're quick. So for the most part, it, it's plenty fast, but it is not in the you know, gigahertz range that computers run and so on. If you make it do too much, uh, it's not going to be fast enough to keep up, yada, yada kind of thing. So again, it's just right for a cache where you don't want this tremendous simplicity or uh, complexity uh, but it can't do everything instantly. You know, it, it does have a speed limitation. And the last, I guess, plus and minus, maybe I'll say for the Arduino, is is the power level. So, I mean, it it it's perfect for battery operation. I mean, it does not use much power. You can add a lot and make it burn a lot of power, and you can make your LEDs shine bright, as Derek apparently likes to do. So you can <laughs> use a lot of power. But for the most part, it doesn't use a lot of power, which is good. But it also can't drive a lot. So the, the one thing I would love to see in simplicity, and maybe it's a future development here, um, is a solenoid that opens a door that works with an Arduino without special power, without you know special drivers and things like that. So it's limited in what it can do from a power perspective. So um, you know that's kind of a limit on memory, uh, a limit on the the power it can drive and, and use, kind of a thing, and uh, and, and a limit on speed. But to me, it's sized just right. If I'm going to pick something for geocache development for smart caches, it's the right size. It's 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 in the sweet spot for that. Okay, that's great. But it's not just the Arduino itself, the microprocessor. There's a lot more. Like we did to make a cache work, we have to do a lot of wiring in that aspect of it too. So, what would be some of the basic wiring that we would have to do? So uh, let me let me get kind of fired up here on the the last. Okay. I got something. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll probably hit this in a second too. But um, I did want to mention a little bit, um, maybe on the positives of you know why do I? Let me pull this up here. Why do I want to use an Arduino? Um, it also has some other maybe benefits that ties it nicely to caching. Um, I mentioned about the hardware that it has available in order to um, like RFID readers and LCD displays and, and things like that that it has on it. Well, we've also got uh, a, a library base and we'll show that a little bit. So basically people have written a lot of the software uh, and we'll see if my phone is coming up here as it goes. People have written a lot of software that takes care of talking to an RFID reader, takes care of talking to an LCD, takes care of talking. So. Um, Besides some of the hardware we're going to show you, there's also things in the software libraries and so on that do help it to make it easier to write the code. So, all right. So right now, uh, I'm trying to bring up a lab cache here and, and show you some things. Maybe I'll have to do this a little differently. Well, I will say one of the nice things about the Arduino code is once you have one down, you can actually use that and just add on to it as well. So a lot of mine that I start out with, which is crack the code 
ones I've actually been able to just add on the, the RFID card reading and stuff like that. And you can comment out certain sections and everything like that. So it's actually a really fun program. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That's a lot of fun. And I, I've actually have two different versions of that, different codes that they have to do. And all I have to do is just jump in, plug in my USB and actually keep the USB inside the box itself. So if I'm out on my laptop, I can just plug it in and change the code. I did that for like an event. Um, I think it was like um, when I was out at Texas, I had it for one event, one set of code, pulled off the screen on the front or the, the what they had to figure out and put it and Velcroed it back onto the with the new one and changed the code and put it back in and it was completely different. So somebody might have been at both events and they came and tried it. It'd be two different um, two different caches relatively to get into it. Right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, uh, with the flying camera mode. I'm gonna move the camera here to take care of this. Um, to your to your comment in in a real um, good one on the reuse. I think from maybe the second or third cache that I did, um, I keep reusing, and you'll see it in the code I have. I keep reusing a lot of the modules. So the cache owner mode to measure the voltage to know whether the batteries are alive or not. Um, the a timer to keep track of what's happening and how long the cacher has. A lot of those tabs just keep, keep getting reused. So yeah, once you do have sort of a base of this code, you don't necessarily throw it all away, but if you want to evolve it into something else, a lot of times you can uh, use that and move on, on, on with the kind of thing. So let me, let me try to not get everybody sick here, but let's, let's, we're, we're going to try to look at sort of what is, um, what is, and excuse my, my keep up tape here, which worked good for my phone when it was in place. <laughs> All right. So what, so, so what does it take to, to, to do development with an Arduino? And, and um, clearly the first thing, and I, again, I apologize on my camera work here. Clearly the first thing is you, is you need an idea. So how do you implement the idea? There's a level of looking, let's say, into YouTube and areas to see how other people may have done things. There may be hardware available. Hey, I want to have a display to do X, Y, and Z, and you can learn about displays. So you have to kind of put a system um, together, an idea of how you're going to do this thing. But from there, how do you how do you move forward? So let me show you here. So here's, here's buried in here is an Arduino, and this might be even one of the um, original ones we've got here. And you can see that there's these little jumper wires. And this is a, um, a, a typical one here that's not going to focus. Let's do it this way. Um, it has a little pin in the end. And basically, you insert these into the, the connections here, and you're able to uh, make connections. So you can see kind of a rat's nest of um, connections here where I've plugged in. And I brought a good share of it out to this protoboard. And this, when you plug in anything in a row, it connects all the pins together. So I've got a piezo buzzer here. I've got some uh, push button switches. I've got some LEDs and resistors. So all of these are connected in to the Arduino as well. And this is probably more complex than the starting out cache, but let's just uh, use this as an example. And then here's my LCD display. And what's nice now, is a lot of these are just simply four wires. And you can see I've got a little board in the back there. That's actually, again, a product that showed up 
a few years back that takes and runs your LCD board for you. So you only have four wires. So those four, four wires go to the L LCD per se. And um, this is the whole purpose of the cash back here. And this is something uh, Chad sent me a while back and it's got some paper on the top here, but it's basically a, a scale. So this is kind of a cantilevered um, scale and uh, inside here there's a, a beam and when uh, that beam is stressed in you know one direction over another there's some uh, stress sensors here that can measure the deformation of the uh, the bending of the of the metal kind of a thing and um, and that's how you can tell that it's it's got a particular weight on it so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this in so that's that's a typical but probably relatively complex bit here all right and so I, I just plugged it into the USB and um, you can see and, I, and again these are just all things that you copy and then reuse and change uh, so messaging on an LCD is in the code and, and uh, it's asking you if you want to weigh in on this cache and it's going to give you in this particular one a number of moves and so I'm going to push one of these little buttons now obviously in your cache it's going to tear the scale now obviously in your cache uh, these buttons wouldn't be this small uh, and you would have an opportunity to build this differently but again from a software coding development perspective easy to take an Arduino plug it into your computer and we'll talk to see that for a minute these proto boards relatively easy to plug the components into and a lot of these components come in the kits uh, easy to talk, and I say easy with a relative term, uh, to an LCD <laughs> display. But these kits come with LCD displays. And then this is something a little different. I don't think this was necessarily uh, an expensive item, but it's it's something that, uh, uh, again, interfaces with an, with, with an Arduino. So they're, they're just made to support projects, and because so many people are using them, there's the opportunity to, to do it. So I put some weight on the scales, and I'm going to submit the weight um here and uh it was not the right weight uh and i'm not able to do this probably too easily now there's actually a little tone telling you maybe that was a little too high oops yeah and those scale systems are like 14 dollars, so yeah. they're not very expensive and that's what i like about some of the arduino stuff is the modules are not very expensive right so uh, I'm going to move away from this and get to the computer screen in a second, but let me just kind of summarize. So the idea is you have to guess the weight. When you get it right, it gives you the combination um, to a nearby lock. But Arduino connected to your computer, not expensive. This poke and play kind of a wire system, a proto board, again, comes with the typical kit, um, some, you know, some miscellaneous components and so on. And um, with some code, which hopefully you steal most of it off the internet, <laughs> you've got a good chance of, of writing um, a program here and, and developing a geocache. So, right. so you, you, and I know a lot of people are probably wondering, what type of container would you put that in? Well, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> so the container I actually uh, was planning on putting it in is uh, a two-foot by two-foot um and about a foot deep uh electrical box old electrical box 
that's actually weather sealed and everything. So that's what I was planning on putting that in. Yeah, there's not a lot of us that have the luxury of being able to put that on something yeah. like you do. So yeah. I'm just trying to think, how how would you do that? Well, you could do that in a birdhouse, too. And that's what's kind of nice about the components not being too expensive. If something happens, it's not the end of the world. Of course, we don't right. want anything to happen to them. But, you know, if you're down 25 bucks with an Arduino and a scale and whatever, it's not, to me, the end of the world. But, no. um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to just stick it out somewhere where it's going to get wet, though, either, because then you know it's going to... You're yeah, throwing your yeah. money away. Right. You're not going to go put it into, it's not going to be a dive cash. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and part of the point of this is here's what can be done. Um, again, my first cash was probably two LEDs and a little piezo sensor that you knock and it would sense the knock and, and, and use it for uh, decoding a uh, Simon game type thing. So, uh, you know, you start much simpler, obviously, and, and this was actually kind of an interesting one, uh, almost a challenge thrown by Bounce Bounce over here to, to see what can be done with it kind of a thing. Um, you know, more complex than usual, but it gives you an idea of what you can do with a little bit of learning here. So, are, right. so are you sharing my screen or will you share my screen? Yeah, I'll share it. Are you ready for it? Uh, I am ready, yeah. All right. So this is the last, this is the, the last bit demo before we go to the um, how to get started, which will be very quick. So I just want to show, so this is a free download. It's, it's called the IDE, the Integrated Development Environment. Um, and it gets updated regularly by the people that just love doing this kind of stuff. And you can see not everybody uses tabs, but I've got tabs here um, for the cash owner mode, for the logo that's on the screen. So you can organize it different ways here. But this is basically free, okay? Um, in here, the things you're going to learn, and it's, again, through the kits and so on, is basically how to define what it is you're hooked up to. The, the, the Arduino needs to know what pin has the button on and what pin has the LED on. So you'll see a lot of things in here, like uh, LED green is on pin 11. LED red is on pin 12. LED yellow on 13. Buzzer is on 6 and 7. So it's, it's actually use whatever words you want and all you have to do is tell it's 11 now anywhere in the code you talk about led green it it, it goes ahead and takes care of swapping in uh pin 11 for you kind of a thing so that's the gist of the of the definition up here you can, see some library can, yeah real quick dave can we bring up the uh the one the picture of the arduino that actually has the pin layout on it there you go so this is what dave's talking about when he mentions what pin it's on um, so you can kind of see here on the what right-hand side, you see these numbers that say 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, those are the pins that he's talking about the LEDs on. And then you have digital and analog, which is on either side. But just so people know, as he's going along with this, that's what Dave is talking about. Yeah, and keep that up for, for a second. So and you also see on the left-hand side, there's analog pin 0, 1, 2, 3. So you can measure, again, analog voltages and then those pin numbers that they refer to. And then um, there's some special serial items here labeled um, SPI, S-Clock, Meso, whatever. Not to worry about the detail now, but basically if you're talking to an RFID, they're going to say hook up this, 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 and this to the RFID reader, and that's how you communicate with the Arduino. And that's all pretty much uh, uh, preset, and you just copy and use it. All right, let me know yeah. when I back up again here. 
You're back up. Yep. All right. So one, free software. Two, here's some of the libraries, uh, Liquid Crystal, EEPROM. So if you're using a Liquid Crystal display with a serial port, that's the library. They, it is as easy as tools. Um, I say easy, then I'll, I'll mess it here. Where's my library? Manage libraries. There we go. Um, if I'm looking for something uh, that's LCD, I'm just going to type LCD in here. So you're not you're not necessarily you used to have to go and, and download uh, zip files and install them. Now most of these libraries. So I typed LCD in here, and you can see anything associated with LCD in the title is showing up as a library. So you can install these. So it's a it's it's gotten pretty integrated to use these libraries. And so MP3 players, RFID readers, Liquid Crystal, th there's libraries to help you along here kind of thing. Um, just real quick across here, there is uh, an upload button that just sends this code to the, the device and you can save and whatever you want to do with it here. And then the most popular item here is the serial monitor. So the way you debug, the way you look, you can't see what's going on. So you put print statements inside your code. So now it's restarted and it says my target weight is uh, randomly picked to be 74. And then if I, let me see if it, I have to wait for the messages to scroll through here. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's a few things that aren't coded here, like uh, to skip the instructions and things like that. This is, Still kind of a, a, an early version. Um, but basically, if, if you're confused whether or not something's being executed in your code, uh, you just basically, um, see so it says it's initializing the scale. You basically just put a print statement in there and say, hey, I got to this part of the code. And then you know that you got there. So I'm going to put 70 uh, grams on here. And it's going to say that I submitted, uh, excuse me, I put an 80. I, I, it reads better than I do, and the target was 74. So it, it, as you're debugging this thing, um, the print statement gives you that opportunity to uh, know what's going on. Okay, so this is the the primary tool. So so that anyway, that's a that's a real quick introduction. You just go online, you download this. Um, you need to learn how to put everything together. Uh, no question about it. It is organized in a specific way to make it quote unquote easier for you. And you gotta learn what C++ is. I mean, this this looks horrible here, uh, but in fact, when it says way LED, that's the name of a program, a, a, another function I hear, and I called it way LED. And you can pretty much guess it probably does the LED management with the way in or something. If check button is true or not, well, it's looking to see if the button's been pressed. So. Some of this is my words that I put in, so it makes it easy to follow. So, right. so that's yeah. probably the, the the extent of the online demo there. Whoop! We just lost oh, Dave. We lost we Dave. And, so. and one thing about that screen that um, Dave was showing there that looks really busy because it is. He has a lot of comments on there uh, that you typically wouldn't see in a regular code. So, um, right. Just right. just to let people know, <laughs> it looks intimidating, but it's not that bad. Oh, here he comes back. Okay, leave it to the engineer to click the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So let, let me just summarize. The software is free. The hardware is cheap. It does the kind of stuff that caches want to do. It was intended to make project development easier. And so you can see things kind of plug together and so on. Now, you got to take this and move it into something else. You can do the, the, the glue uno or gluno or gluduino, if you want to call it. And it works. But folks have actually taken hot melt glue and just glue everything in place to keep it where it is. So once this little breadboard is working, you just glue it together. And I think this is a thank you to West Virginia, Tim, for, for, for sharing this. But basically, you could just glue it in place. Now, my preference is, is certainly heading more towards um, I like to solder things onto little perf boards. Um, I think this is like a radio shack and there's all different kinds. Soldering is absolutely, you know, reliable, right. but it's also a challenge than another challenge on top of Arduino. And I think uh, Bounce Bounce has done more with screw terminals and different setups to his to make assembly a little easier. Right. So I do a lot of my stuff with the, uh, the terminal boards. So we can see, and you can, there you go, that's better. Um, so these are, this is the Nano, and it pops into this terminal board that you buy. Um, I buy mine on Amazon. Uh, and then you just have to unscrew or loosen up the screw on top, the set screw, put the wire in, and then you can tighten it down, and you're good to go. You don't have to use, you know, hot glue. If you have to change something out, you can. Uh, things like that. You can even use the jumper uh, cables that come with the kit uh, with this system uh, as well. So... Um, that's what I like to use. And then if anything ever goes wrong with the Arduino, I just have to pop it out and pop a new one in and it's ready to go. So I don't have to worry about heating up glue or popping glue off and re-gluing it or anything like that. Right. And those are made for all the different boards. Uh, the Nano, I have them for Nanos and um, the Uno, but uh, they make them for the other ones as well. Right. So th this is very high level. This was just kind of a broad brushstroke to raise more questions than answers, uh, for sure, kind of a thing. But starting simple, uh, these gentlemen never coded before, and, and they're able to do some coding. Yeah. To, to be honest, I coded a lot before, and I still had to learn how to code <laughs> C++. But, and it's the next couple of slides, here's how you, here's here's the way to get started. I think it's it's one of the, one of the nicest ways, and here's where, you know, middle school kids, high school, you name it, this this thing is set up for success. So this is a kit on Amazon. I don't know if it's 30 bucks or 40 bucks or something along that line, but, it, and I haven't I haven't physically purchased this one. I did buy uh, some of these components, uh, but I think you gentlemen may have may have actually bought some I, I think kits. mine was actually that one. Okay. And I don't remember the, I think it might've been about 40 bucks when I got it a couple years ago and I'm sure they've come down, but right. you can add onto what they are. So that's a, I like that kit. I still have several components out of that kit that I still use. Right. And, and so they give you the Arduino. They, at the bottom of the page, you see they give you the jumper wires for connecting. There's a little servo motor. There's a whole pile of little resistors. Um, there is a, a two, several proto boards there. Uh, they even have, it looks like an ultrasonic distance sensor, some LEDs, humidity sensor, temperature sensor. I'm, uh, seven segment displays, those little push buttons. If you want to maybe think about just doing a, a geocache one day, 
with an Arduino, or you just want to learn about programming, you want to learn about how computers kind of work and things for a very low investment. Again, not maybe this particular kit, but this is probably a good starting point. You buy more stuff, you get things you, you won't get to, but it's a really good way to get started. Now, they, they come with instructions, they come with examples. I didn't show it in the, the IDE, but for every device that's got a library, there's a set of examples. So when I did the MP3 player for the first time, I went down the example and I cut and pasted it into my code and I built around it. I mean, they already figured out how to do it. All right. I had was to go to it and come back from it. So a lot of times uh, those examples are, are tremendous too. So um, definitely those kits are a, a plus. I did flag some books up here. I used to go, now the two on the left um, I, I own and I've used, I've actually got quite a few more. The couple on the right I got more recently a look at on Amazon. But beginning Arduino programming and Arduino workshop, what I most needed to do was to learn how C++ worked and how to use it in, in Arduino. And the beginning Arduino programming uh, book was excellent. And it probably duplicates somewhat what's in the kit, but it starts with just turning an LED on, turning it off, turning it brighter, turning it dimmer reading a switch, pushing a switch to turn. So it starts with just very basic coding, but as you use it and do it, you learn from it. And then you start to look at someone else's code. I started by, by borrowing um, a candy ball dispenser and you knocked on it, you know, a shave and a haircut, two bits. You knocked on it, it dispensed a candy ball. That became a geocache. And I copied and gave credit to the guy that I got it from, but. 99% of the code was what he wrote and I stole and just adapted and then started adapting and doing my own coding. So learning what the code does and how to add to it is probably the next step. And then find an inspiration and, and go from there. So anyway, very high overview, very quick, but that's how I used to go to Barnes and Noble and go through their book section on <laughs> and basically go through till I found a book that was the right level for me to um, engross in and, and, they were too expensive, but I brought it home, and that's how I learned. So now so, you probably get them for your Kindle or iPad. Yeah, you don't, you don't even need to have the book. Yeah, and there's there's a lot online now too. So I, I think you know a great time for for people who are confused or want to go where next. If there's any you know chat room questions, comments, uh, or commentary that you've used in Arduino and you found it easy or hard or what you liked or didn't like. I'm sure we haven't touched most of the big items right. here. And, um, you know, so, you've got lots to be great. So uh, Hughes asked, will, will some of the sites and where to be in the show notes? Yeah, we're going to be getting some show notes together. It'll probably be about a day or so, but we'll have some show notes up of a lot of these sites. And I did uh, go back because uh, when Tom asked about the about kids doing it, I did go back and I found where you can go. 42electronics.com has a great uh, program for kids uh, where they can, it's a basic robotics course that you can actually do uh, with your with your kid or however you want to do it. So um, like I said, Curtis and I are going to be work, working back through that. And now that I've gotten all my uh, stuff up here, up in my office, back behind me over here in my closet, have all my electronics in there now that we can actually work in the air conditioning instead of out in the hot garage right now. So 42electronics.com has a great, uh, some courses that you can do with the kids on there. 
Right. And if you want to go right now, to, you know, don't stop watching the show to no. Arduino, Arduino.cc in your in your just say Arduino.cc and, and Derek can pull it up there. That is the base of the community um, where you can download the uh, there's a web variant, by the way, a web a browser version of this, too. But you can download the IDE, uh, put it on your desktop. If I don't know how an instruction works, I, I type Arduino um if statement or arduino conditional whatever and it always comes from this site and it'll give me the definition so every instruction has a page that describes every single command in deep in, in level of detail and what it means what the syntax says and so on so every time i would run into something like oh shoot how do you do the the for loops i would type arduino for loop this is the page that typically comes up first and it would give you um, the specifics of how that that code works so I mean this this is if, if you're googling to it you'll get this page just by typing Arduino for loop or do while or any any syntax you're looking for this is where it'll tell you how to do it so it's at your fingertips as you're coding you, you go and and look in here it'll tell you how to do it data formats how many bits you know, signs, unsigned, what is it? You know, it, it's all here. That's great. great. Great resource. And there's lots of different sites out there that, that has this. You know, there's GitHub. Um, there's the Code Forge. Um, there's all kinds. If you Google, you know, the Arduino code or open source code, it will pull all kinds of stuff up. Arduino IO, I think it's called, is another one. Yes. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. When you search Arduino something, you're going to get a lot of uh, help. Which is yeah, yeah. Which is and, great. and plus, there's a lot of um, YouTube videos on there as well that you can go find to walk through that. I know that's one of the things I did. I, I walk, watch some of them, and they'll have links to where they got their code as, as well. A lot of times, as, so. But yeah, this has been. Yes. I mean, I know some of the guys probably in the uh, chat room feel like they just uh, drank from a fire hose. But uh, hey, if you don't jump in and get your feet wet, or just get thrown into the pool sometimes that's what it takes to get us into it so um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun it it's not just fun for the finder but it's also fun for those that are building these caches as well because we get to figure things out and it's like we're finding the cache we get the ultimate first ftf because we get to figure out how to get it to work so <laughs> it's how i always look at about doing gadgets putting them out yeah that's the fun part for me i enjoy making them more yeah. than finding them I, I just enjoy creating a good, a fun concept and a fun uh, experience for people. Yeah, I, I head down that same path. I'm just, can I do this or not? And how can I make it hopefully interesting? And uh, when I figured out how to get the code to work, I'm, I'm pretty much done, excited. Oh, I got to put it out too. But that <laughs> would be, to, I get gnawed at by calling it inspiration or something. And I just I got to find a way to make it into into a cache, and it's just interesting that you go online and there's so much stuff that can help you to make that happen. Right. Uh, you need a baseline. You need to kind of learn a little bit of basics, and it's not trivial to make mistakes because you learn a lot from that. But it, you know, there's a lot of front end stuff going on. Um, but if you if you invest in that, I think you may find that um, you know there, there, there's there's ways to get out there. And there's ways to help. I mean, honestly, um, I've had more than a few cashers 
um, provide me with some challenges they're running into. And I may or may not be right, but I've probably got a response. And sometimes it's helpful to, to move them along. So you're also not alone or you shouldn't try to take it on alone. Uh, a lot of folks out there want to share and help. And and uh, to be honest, I learned from their caches, you know, right. uh, they're having troubles with. I've, I've learned some new things, too. So it, it's it's a good community in geocaching, but it's a great project community outside as well. Right. Yeah. So and you know what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, Jared. go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go. I was going to say, uh, the, one of the things that I uh, started doing, because when I started making them and I needed to test the caches, um, you know, who would you have tested? What would you do? I actually started, this is actually what started my puzzle boxes, is I started adding them or putting them in uh, one of the Pelican cases and taking them to events and just letting people try them. Um, and then that would get all the kinks out of them. Um, and then I'd get suggestions from people, um, you know, hey, you should do this, you should, you know, or do this. And then you'd find out, okay, what, you know, just because I designed it doesn't mean that's the way it, everybody's going to think the way it works. And so it's kind of nice to kind of get get that feedback from people on, um, you know, what they're thinking when they come to it. So it doesn't make it too hard for people to find it or, or you know, they're thinking one thing and I'm thinking another and it's completely different. So, you know, if you want to build one, I would suggest putting it in a Pelican case or anything. It doesn't have to be in a case and a box and taking it to an event and yeah. uh, just showing it off. And if you wanted to, like what I end up doing is adding a travel bug to each one. And so you can actually discover each one of my boxes. Right. I have two of those, one that I built and one that Chad sent me. So, yeah, most definitely. So here's a – what is – Dave, what is – and I'll ask Chad the same question. What is the next Arduino-based cache that you're working on? You want Chad first? Yeah, well, who cares? Sure. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think there's always more than one you're working on, right? Because you, you start working on one and you're like, oh, I don't like this. And then I kind of put it aside so I can think about what I want and then – you know, something newer comes up that, I'm oh, I want to do this instead. And um, I have the scale one that actually Dave was showing there um, that I think in October, I think I sent that to you. So obviously that's been in the works for a while. Um, and then uh, I have one that um, I don't know if I want to say exactly what it is, um, but it's. It has sound and all kinds of stuff on it. Um, that's going to be something off of the, uh, what was that movie? Sorry, I'm trying to think of the name of that movie. Anyways, it was a horror movie that they did uh, with that uh, you have to reach into a box and figure something out with your hands, and it's all timed and has scary music and stuff. Uh, saw, off a of saw. So it's kind of based off of a saw thing, but. That's pretty much what I'm working on right now. And then I always have little projects on the side that I mess around with. So, so um, I, I've actually got a bunch of them that are done because West Bend Cash Bash didn't happen. <laughs> and um, so maybe I'll uh, talk a little bit less about uh, the spin of those kind of a thing. But basically, those were, were, were fun to do. Um, my, my big kick right now is... Um, I've made I've made a lot of big boxes and big caches and, and I don't mean big power wise but but physically sometimes they get to be relatively large to, inter, to interact with and uh, so I've gone a couple different ways since then one is a team cache uh, where there's an Arduino in three separate boxes and they are talking on a radio link between them one's a master and two are listening 
And basically you have to interact across the three of them at the same time, which is why you need a team uh, to, to finish the puzzle. So the, 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 the puzzle may not be too new, but solving it across three boxes uh, separated by, you know, 10 feet or 15 feet or whatever is, is something new. So that was my RF radio uh, try because I was just, hey, can I make two caches talk to each other? So that was the fun of that. But the, the big thing I'm on, I'm on now is on uh, very low power caches. And uh, I'm going to toss up this. So inspire, So there's two things I want to show you. First of all, inspired by your, your very favorite bounce bounce here, he keeps putting these gadget caches in ammo cans. And I keep making birdhouses out of wood and <laughs> sticking them up. And they're, they're, they're very painful to make versus you know, something in an ammo can. So I said, you know, I got to figure out a way to put something in an ammo can. So um, this, this is low power in the sense of um, uh, there is no switch. There's no on off. It basically is awake. It's sleeping now, excuse me, shouldn't say awake, but there's a, there's a, a Simon game in here and it wakes up when you touch a switch, it goes to sleep when you stop touching the switches. And um, you know, it's traditional Simon game but it's two batteries and this thing will go five years and hopefully go five years and never be touched. So the coating is a little different, but it's exploring uh, low power. And with that, and with the 3d printer behind me, uh, they're kind of a thing. Which I, I, question I, on there, uh, Ryan wants yeah. to know what you're printing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm building parts to build the case around the printer so I can build more parts. Um, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Uh, you know, in in the sense of low power, I started moving. And this is a three D printed uh, box, and I was just playing with uh, paints and stuff, so it looks kind of ugly. But the the gist of this one, and I don't know if you can hear this as it goes, but you have to turn it um, in the sequence of eight or ten moves. So it was this way, this way. Let's up. See, you got to discover the rotations in order to. Um, get the combination uh beeped out to you but this is is and will be sealed um completely closed glued shut and maybe it's magnetically stuck to something maybe not um and watertight whatever so this is again running off a couple batteries and it should outlast the plastic it should hopefully go three four five years so again really low power um uh, devices near so that's kind of my Passion right now is to go from being the big box in the woods to something small. And by the way, this is probably way bigger than it needs to be, but my skills as a 3D uh, CAD designer aren't so good yet. So, that, I like that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> did a good job on that. That's cool. Yeah. Dave sent me one of those to put in a case, and I haven't had a chance yeah. to finish it yet. Yeah, it's 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 uh, a, a board and a couple of batteries, and. Um, Again, this will be seen. So anyway, so, so it's low power caches. And uh, I, you know, this is relatively simple. It's just sensing motion and direction. And I kind of like the simple stuff for a lot of reasons, you know, um, but it's still always hard to get past seven moves as I've learned from Simon. As soon as you get <laughs> eight moves, everybody seems to forget. So I'm gonna try it at eight and see other, anyway. So low powered geocaches is, is the latest challenge. Okay. For me, I want to create a reverse geocache for to take to an event so I can actually program when I go to an event, 
they can take it out and they can go out in the field and they have to go a specific place in that field to get the code for a trackable or something like that. That's that's one of the next ones that I want to build. So uh, after talking to Olaf a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about how him and Tim created a reverse cache and the how they did all that, I was like, you know, that's really cool. I'd love to be able to do something like that. And I so if you want to know how much like the module for the GPS on that is, believe it or not, it's like under 10 bucks. It's cheap to get the GPS to put in there. And I thought that was really cool. Sensors have become ridiculously inexpensive. And there's a lot of places that are making them for hobbyists. Yeah. Yeah. And that code for the reverse cache, there's several of them on uh, YouTube, uh, GitHub um, that I've seen. So, you know, you can either create your own, you know, or if you don't want to reinvent the wheel, you can go on there and. Yeah, I don't want to reinvent uh, the wheel. (laughs) I don't. I can't. Not when it comes to to something like that. If you find the five best wheels you can and make it your own, that's. Yeah. Always a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Dave, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. This has been a a lot of fun. Uh, Learned a lot. And I hope those are. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Uh, And I hope a lot of the people that have been watching uh, here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, everywhere um, that everybody's been watching, I hope you've learned stuff. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Um, Chad, any final thoughts? No, just uh, um, if you have any questions about anything you've seen tonight, heard tonight, um, make sure you send us an email at uh, gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, look up our Instagram page there, um, subscribe to it, as well as the uh, show tonight on YouTube. If you like the show, uh, hit the like button there down below and subscribe. All right. Now, uh, what about you, Dave? If, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I say, Dave, if, if uh, people want to get a hold of you for any questions. Yeah, so, so um, I've had different ways to do this, but let's just uh, – G- DJW House and the geocaching app is probably a good first way to uh, connect up. I, I do want to say that um, anything I've built, I may or may not have documented it well enough, but I'll, 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 if, I, if it's out in the field, I'll share my cache with you. I'll share the code with you. Um, a few people have been successful at building – um, versions of my caches. So if you like one I've done or something and you want to give it a try, um, again, I got, I, I got bigger and bigger. So some of them got kind of complex wiring and hardware wise, but, uh, if you want something to do, I'll share it with you. So just contact me. And if you're building something and having issues, contact me. I, I, I love to solve other people's problems or at least <laughs> learn from them, even if I don't solve them, which is probably about a 50, 50 mix, but so reach out on the GC app uh, would be great and uh, happy to help out. And w- one thing uh, real quick about that, um, Simon's, Simon says uh, ammo can cash. Um, Derek, why don't you tell us where they see a video of that at? Well, you can go onto my channel, behindthecash.com, and that will go right to my YouTube channel. And I did the build of that last week on there. So And kind of hinted at that that ammo can kit may be available soon uh, coming up so we're just working out some final details the three of us here working out some details on it and uh, working out the pricing and the shipping and everything like that so that kit will be available soon on a new gadget talk uh, store that we are developing so a lot of the different kits so there's going to be be on the lookout for those yeah it'll be the kits from when we started um, just the basic you know four LED decryptor all the way up to Simon says, and then anything in the future. 
right? That way, if you're buying the stuff, you don't have to go and buy like 2,000 LEDs just to do one little cache and go, I, I didn't like that. So, yeah. and, <laughs> but, and you don't have to write the code for this one either, which, which also makes it. I, that was nice. Yeah. I like that. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, little, my son, Curtis, has never played a Simon game, and he has absolutely loved it. Um, I think it also plays with, because since he's autistic, it also plays with some of the, the sensory issues that he has. And so he just really likes playing it. And I don't think he's beaten it yet. And I have it turned down to the easier level, which is at eight. Um, I keep failing at eight myself. So, but what was funny though, when I actually did that video, when it came on, it was still set, it was set at the normal speed at 12. And what you saw in the video that was the first shot I got it, and I came on, and I got it the first time. So, nice. I mean, that was live. It was like, I haven't done it since, but that yeah. was the first time. <laughs> and I don't want to point out what they may see in the video too, obviously, uh, but it's completely random sequence, and therefore, you might get green, 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 green as the first set of – that helps a little bit with the numbers too. It does, but that's not what I got. But anyway, <laughs> but this has been a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get some stuff up in the show notes um, to be able to do this uh, so that you guys can have um, some of the more of the links and different aspect of it and also have some links in there to where you can pick up maybe a kit and some Arduinos and stuff like that. So if you want to get into it as well, we'll have some links to those as well. So... Thanks, everybody, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Don't forget to um, like the like the this episode of uh, Gadget Talk. Also, Chad, should we mention kind of what we might be doing next month at the end of the month? Um, so, well, next week, actually, we can talk about that. We're going to have a Gadget Cash Builder on. Um, if I can say it right, Room Rants. Rumba cats. Uh, cats. There you go. She uh, <laughs> wrote that down. Boy, that was terrible. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, he's going to be on. He built excellent caches um, out of, uh, well, all kinds of things. He's done a Jamaji one that I hear is amazing that I'd love to find. Um, he does uh, like fake rocks, fake stumps. He does a lot of casting, stuff like that. So he's going to be on. We're going to talk about some of his caches, and he may show us how to, uh, how to make one as well. That's going to be uh, cool. Yeah, and then next month, um, we're going to start off with a Arduino build. So we're just going to use a, a Nano, and we're going to do just a, a real basic blinking light LED decryptor system for the Arduino. So we'll so. be lo on the lookout for the build parts for that so you guys can get those on order. Um, we'll have it all Amazon links for you to guys to get those. So, But thank you for joining us. Have fun. Get out there. Don't be afraid of doing one of these Arduino caches. Are you going to make mistakes? Yeah, we all have. So don't worry about it. Are you, can, are you going to blow something up? More than likely not. Um, but, I mean, hey, I mean, you might burn yourself if you're having to solder. But other than that, it's, it, they're relatively safe. So, but thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys next week right here on Gadget Talk. Catch you guys later.